Alrighty, everyone, I'm recording this wrap-up show for the episode titled Aggressive on Twitter Spaces. So there's maybe a few people listening as I record live, but let's get into it. Wrapping up Aggressive. A very strange moment in the show with one David Cullinane. Wow. I didn't uh, I didn't talk to Ryan and Sako. No, Adam and Sako. He wasn't there. Ryan was there. Oh, Ryan. I, I get, yeah. get messed up. Uh, he's a good-looking guy, huh? Like, really handsome. He's part of the... He's got my lineage. He's got my stock. Like, he's he's married, right? Yes. I was going to say. Jesus Christ. He's like a... <laughs> I'm just being honest. He's yeah. like a model attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not, I'm not well, being like... No, I'm just well, saying. He's fat, though. I mean, you know, he's... He pretty, wasn't that fat. No, he's, he's pounds and pounds. I was just saying. Pounds yeah. and pounds. Right. A model. Wow. <laughs> Does he think that? Does he think that about himself? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> we'll talk about our looks. I don't know. He was like a better-looking John Hamm. Such a bizarre take from Dave Cullinane. Adam better watch out because, I mean, Ryan better watch out because Cullinane's got his eye on him for sure. Perhaps um, he's eyeing up being, you know, related to Kirk via marriage. He and Ryan can hook up together. But that was just a bizarre sort of series of comments from Dave Cullinane. And it goes back to what I said in the last wrap-up show, that Dave's a status guy. He sort of looks at everything in terms of status and who, how you can sort of elevate yourself in terms of social status. And I think looks comes into that for him. I think it's one of the reasons he's, he's kind of shunned the Minna fans now that he's got a job with Barstool and Kirk. But definitely when it comes to um, looks, he certainly um, thinks about looks in terms of status. And, you know, you could hear his brain sort of ticking away. I wonder what was going in the back there, whether he was thinking about all the chicks Ryan could pull or, um, what, you know, why is he married when he's so hot? I don't I don't, know, I don't get it, but it was just totally bizarre. Um, but, yeah, very, very amusing. All right, um, massive wrap-up show. There was a lot to talk about from Friday's show titled Aggressive. Uh, at the end of this show, I'm going to touch on the big news that Justin's leaving the KMS show. Not a surprise considering Kirk all but fired him. Um, but, yeah, he's moving on. So I'll talk about that at the end. Um uh, but overall, this episode, I think there's one blind Mike Geary who will be feeling pretty down on himself because he is sort of the cancel culture specialist. And on Friday's episode, there was a lot of cancel cancel culture talk. So he, I think, will feel a bit left out. He, I think he would have enjoyed that um, interview with Eden because uh, we all know Mike's completely obsessed with cancel culture. Um, so, yeah, he missed out on that. But, you know, overall... Um, Obviously, Chris and Kirk did a pretty good job without the cancer culture specialist. All right, let's start with the – they started off talking about the Quantum Week live show and the fact that Kirk's going. And I have at the back of my mind that those – they're all working on something. I think Kirk will be part of the show. I don't think he's just going to go and sit in the audience and not do anything. That doesn't seem like his style to me. Obviously, they don't want to advertise he's going to do something because then – Every minute fan will show up and who knows what will happen. But that's my gut feeling. If he's just going, if he's just going as a guest and they sell out 186 seats, how would Kirk cope sitting between like two minute fans? I don't know, sneakers on one side and high blind Mike on the other. Um, so yeah, good luck with that, Kirk. Uh, Eddie's going to be a minute fan event. I think I would be love to be there at the quantum week live show i think it's it's going to be taken over by the minna fans i mean they're kidding themselves if they think there's many listeners that aren't minna fans i'm sure there's some they've got friends and etc it's not all of them but i would say what, 80 95 80 90 minna fans that listen to their show so the live show will be a, a great event shame i couldn't be there 
And I do sort of think about Carano's intentions with everything. Um, that I do think about them and wonder how sort of genuine they are and sort of think when, when you look back at the whole history of the KMS show and what Carano's done, less about Chris. Chris seems in a different boat. I can imagine a lot of this coming from Carano, but for me it seems like Matt Carano is quite conceited and quite, I don't know, I feel like he's always had this plan from the beginning. Like when KMS started, they started Quantum Week coincidentally and I feel like Carano's been constantly using the Kirk Minahan show to to get out of it what he can. So for a long time, Carano was obsessed with being the next producer producer on the show, and obviously he didn't get that job. Uh, I think as well, you know, they've used the the Kirk Minahan audience to promote Quantum Week, so they went on YouTube for a while, but they're not really there anymore. The the network YouTube, and I feel like Carano has the whole time been looking at KMS as what can he get out of it to, to, I guess, progress his career. It feels very conceited. Everything kind of feels like there's a, a sort of master plan. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just sort of turned out that way that he, you know, begs Kirk for a job. He begs Kirk for his audience, that kind of thing. And I, I just wonder how much of their stuff is genuine. Like I listened, I subscribed to their Patreon just to listen to their little back and forth about, um, Matt's fear of flying and and look Chris obviously was not very nice to Matt in that point of the show but sort of afterwards I I get the feeling that maybe the whole thing might have been staged like this is a whole sort of master plan of Carano's and maybe Chris's let's have a bit of a fight in um in the Patreon show that's good because maybe it'll make people subscribe well I'm a sucker because I did and then let's let's maybe at the Kirk Minahan live show in Soko do a Maybe, you know, have a, I don't know, uh, have a fight on stage or maybe let's have a bit of a beef on, on the live show and that way it'll drum up interest in our live show and maybe also send people to his um, Patreon show. So, yeah, I feel like it's all sort of um, staged and, um, yeah, I don't know how much of it is real with Carano and Chris and, yeah, I just wonder, like it, the whole thing could be, sort of staged and planned and scripted and you know when Chris called him a cunt maybe it was that part wasn't scripted maybe they thought oh we'll just go up there and argue and then Chris went all in because he was um you know soaked in cider or cider soaked Chris um so yeah that's sort of what I think about the whole quantum week thing I wonder if um quantum week will end up surviving for the next couple of years because you know Chris is doing great stuff with Kirk Carano's with Jerry um, so yeah, interesting one, but yeah, I just, just wonder how much of all of this is just sort of from the beginning with Kirk is, is about what Matt can get out of the KMS show in saying that Matt's done a lot for the show. So I don't know. I just feel, I, I find it very hard to sort of go all in and believe that everything's what we're seeing. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Um, what else did they talk about? Well, they talked about James Bond in the show, and I'm a big James Bond fan. Um, and I, look, I disagree with Kirk. I don't think James Bond should be a man next time. I actually think we'd be saving a, a lot of time and effort if we just went to from Daniel Craig to a transgender person or or 
a, a gender fluid person, so someone completely non-binary, where every scene could be a man, could be a woman, just depending on um, how the how you know they're feeling that scene, and you know it could be a very fluid sort of gender for James Bond now going forward. Um, you know, you could sort of yeah, just a gender fluid character um, that's obsessed with labels and constantly is I'm hi, I'm James James Bond non-binary something like that i think might work but i think we'd be saving ourselves a whole lot of time you know skipping out the next 10 20 years of progress if we just go straight to you know uh, even an an asexual and intersex something something that's going to keep the lgbtqi community happy qia community happy They also talked about the Sean McDonough gaff. That was that was nothing in that. I know Kirk doesn't like McDonough because he he snubbed them after they um, were kicked off the radio. And yeah, I, I look, there wasn't much there. I was surprised they even brought it up. To be honest, um, seemed like Kirk was just hoping maybe if he brought it up, someone would latch onto it. All right, next one, um, Eden. Well, this interview with Eden, I found this interview just atrocious. I found it boring, uninteresting. I felt like we were going over topics that maybe two or three years ago were fresh, but not fresh now. thought it was a waste of our time. I thought it wasn't interesting. I felt really sorry for Kirk at the end because he was trying to end the interview and Eden went on this sort of diatribe talking about her struggles and you can't sort of cut someone off there and hang up on them but boy I wish he had of because it was just a a shocking interview I don't think it fit the show I don't think it was interesting I don't think we learned anything and uh, I get the instinct to try and get somebody on who you can argue with but that was a swing and a miss for me and if you haven't listened to the main show yet just forward the Eden interview it's about 25 minutes of rubbish (laughs) Um, I did love um, Chris saying Cull is a goof, not a snake or a cunt, because I think that's what we're seeing um, evidently with um, Cullinane, that he's just goofy, he's just dumb, he's he's vacuous, he's he's a lovely guy, but uh, a very vacuous individual. And the fact that um, the word cunt has been normalised now in the Kirk Minahan Show Dictionary, I feel like I can take some credit for that. Not all of it, of course, um, but certainly I've done my best at normalising the word cunt on all KMS products, and I think I'm doing pretty well at that. Um, but, yeah, that, that's sort of a, something I look back on with fondness as years to come that I've managed to help some Americans find some some new um, ways to use the word cunt. Um, so, yeah, look, it's been normalised. Happy with that. Billboard chart guy um, called in. I thought he was boring as usual, but I still like the call because I like hearing the way Kirk's brain works. Um, Billboard chart Billboard chart guy might be interesting and not interesting in the call. I think on Wednesday show was like way too long. It seemed like he was on the phone for 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, listening to the way Kirk answers the questions is interesting, but I can see why people are a bit bored of it uh, because it does tend to go on for a while and, Billboard chart guy, I think he said he was on the phone like for 20 minutes on Wednesday, so that was just too much. Um, They also brought up whether it was a problem that Chris was drunk at the live show, and I don't have a problem with it. He was not officially part of the show, so I guess he can go there and get as wasted as he wanted and pick fights with other Minna fans. But I guess if I'm Chris, if I'm Chris, and I'm going to a Minifan event, and I'm a regular Friday person, I kind of still see that as 
work work or a a show commitment and I probably would have abstained a little bit more than he did maybe a couple of ciders while you're hanging around just to loosen things up and then maybe after the show hit it hard at the bar that they went to but yeah I sort of feel like maybe Chris got that wrong like even though it didn't really affect anything because he's not Mike and you know, he was still actually able to go up there and do that great. I mean, that him calling Carano the account was a highlight of the the show. So, I guess it's not um, a, a big criticism. But if I was Chris, I would just be careful in the future going to Minifan events. Now, like he's part of the show. So if if say he embarrasses himself at a Minifan event because he's drunk as a skunk, he won't probably be on the show anymore. Uh, it won't be like the Mike situation because he's not an employer. He won't be fired or anything, but I think Kirk might not ask him back. So I would just look at that one if I was Chris, um, if there is a live show again and he's not on stage. Um, but but I also wouldn't mind him being incorporated into the live show somehow, whether that's a segment with Chris or he, he designs a game, a game for the live events. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Tim called up with an excellent game um, asking um, – Kirk to perform his own Sophie's Choice with his relatives. Hilarious. I mean, the fact that Tim has written down all these relatives of Kirk's is incredible. I mean, he is he's the king. He's the man. He's the number one Minifan. So, yeah, great game from Tim. Love that one. And I can imagine a Hot Ryan and Adam, Ugly Adam. Hot Ryan and Ugly Adam. That might be my nicknames for them now. Um, might, might have been listening to that, pissing themselves because they would know all these people. Bit concerned that Kirk's favourite pizza topping is just cheese. For me, rarely does a pizza with just cheese do it for me, unless it's kind of a, a gourmet pizza with some beautiful mozzarella and herbs, maybe some uh, roast tomatoes or something like that. Um, I'm more a gourmet pizza topping guy. Artichokes, olives, ham, that kind of thing. Surprise, Kirk's never had pepperoni on a pizza. There's really nothing better than an American pepperoni pizza. If if you're going to have a plain pizza, you know, with just not too much on it, I'm just your, your cheese and pepperoni is the way to go. Um, so yeah, Kirk, do it to yourself, please. And and, and just sort of following on from what they said about um, why some pizzas taste good in certain areas, I know that if you're in a a volcanic area, especially say in Italy around Naples, there's a lot of volcanoes, uh, Mount Vesuvius, of course, and that sort of rich soil makes beautiful pizza dough and also helps the vegetables take taste amazing. So, yeah, it does make a, a difference where the pizzas are made for, made and and the the you know the quality of the dough, um, the 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 sort of richness of the soil and also um, yeah, the water might does everyone says the water makes a difference. Um, but yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. I don't I can't imagine New York water being good for pizza. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. Chris criticising one of my heroes, Michael J. Fox, was annoying, saying that he didn't have a successful movie career. I mean, Chris, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible take. You what named his top movies with Kirk, and it's a, a list of hit movies. So, yep, sorry, Chris, that's a terrible take. Michael J. Fox is a legend, always loved Michael J. Fox, all the way back from Family Ties. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was a bit annoying, criticising his movie career. Uh, they talked about burgers as well. Shake Shack is great. Um, love it. That's probably my favourite in the States. Five Guys is good, I've got to say. 
Um, in and out's not bad. It is overrated. Like it's it's not this amazing burger that they say it is in California, but it is very very good. Um, and Australia's got some uh, burger chain that's coming called Carl's Jr. Finally, we have an American burger chain here, apart from McDonald's and Burger King. Carl's Jr. is now in Sydney. So I haven't tried that, but maybe I will. If Minna fans have tried it out, let me know. Um, yeah. All right. So what else is there? Uh, I've got two bits of news to finish. Two bits of news. So I've got an exclusive, and then I'll talk about Justin. But my exclusive is... A Minifan reached out to me during the week, not going to name the Minifan, and said that they sent Steve an apology message recently, that they felt that while he was at the show, maybe they were a bit mean towards him and there was some guilt there. So this Minifan, after hassling this Steve for the best part of almost two years, has now sent him a message apologising. I mean, it shocked me, it stunned me that this Minifan would do that, just sort of backpedal. And I can just imagine the satisfaction Steve got getting this message, knowing that this Minifan's turtled completely. Uh, It's a shocking look for this Minifan to to send uh, a message to Steve apologising for (laughs) everything he did. I I would just never do that. I have no regrets about my treatment of Steve. At all, I never did anything that um, I feel bad about, never went off reservation, never tried to dug in, dig into his personal life, unlike him trying to destroy Two Good Eggs Cafe. I can hold my head, head high that I feel like I was 100% right with about Steve from the beginning and have no regrets. But the fact that this Minifan would send him a fucking groveling message and, and then... Oh, just dis- disgusting. I feel, like, sick about this one. So, yeah, um, anyway, whatever. All right, next bit of news is this tweet that came out from Justin before. I'm leaving Kirk Min Show. It's been an incredible two years, but the right choice is to move on. I want to thank Dave Cullinane, Blind Mike, Big Steve, and, of course, Kirk Min for having me work for the greatest podcast in the world. Big thanks to the Minna fans as well. Well, certainly not a surprise that Justin's leaving. I think Kirk all but fired him. I mean, he he said a number of times he doesn't think he should stay with the show. He doesn't think it's right for him. He doesn't think it's going to lead to anything career-wise. He doesn't think it's good for his mental health. He doesn't think he's um, able to work and produce the show so look i think um it's the right thing for justin i I think he's had a a tough few months and obviously as someone that's a pretty prominent mental health advocate um i think it's very important for him to stay healthy and uh, clearly this is the best for him move on find a new um, job and something that may be a bit more stable that doesn't mess with his mental health as much and yeah, I, I look. I want to thank Justin for all the the help he he did for me. He produced Men as Live for a while, then quit. Um, you know, just dumped me basically, and then he blocked me recently. So I haven't had any real contact with him for months. I'm not sure why he blocked me in the end, apart from me criticizing his wrap up shows with Cullinane, which I think's fair game. Um, so yeah, look, that's that's um, that's my thoughts on Justin. I wish him all the best. He's he's done a a good job. I hope. Dave Cullinane find some more, um, find some more 
interns to fucking get the network going, get some shit going. So overall, uh, bye, Justin. Good luck. Great show on Friday, apart from the Eden interview. I've recorded this one on... Um, I've recorded this uh, wrap-up show on Twitter Spaces, so there's a few people been listening. I'll just see. I've got one Patrick here. I'll just see if he wants to say anything before I end it. Patrick, what do you got? It's connecting now. Hold on. Patrick, what do you got? He asked to speak, but he's clearly not listening now. All right. Well, look, uh, that's it for this wrap-up show. Back soon.